0: Just one key unlocks them both. It's there at you.
1: News, talk, and sports. WQKR Portland, 1270 AM and 1017 FM.
2: And now, Portland's news brought to you by Portland Natural Gas. Portland's infrastructure is fighting an uphill battle to keep up with the city's rapid growth, and the City Council is looking for ways to ease demand on its water system. At the last City Council meeting, officials talked about a measure that would prohibit new customers from using the water lines until the city determines what upgrades to the system are needed and how much that would cost. The city council could approve certain waterline taps during the moratorium and then would have to review them every three months to determine if the ban is still needed. City leaders have worked for years to increase the water supply A 10-year-old study said the city's best option would be to join White House's utility district to protect the water system from being negatively impacted by droughts. But that plan was nixed because of initial infrastructure costs and the fact that the city would have to significantly increase customers' water rates. Now the city says it can't put off improvements much longer. The water system nearly reached its maximum production level in June and July because of the drought. Where the city goes to find a solution to the problem is still up in the air. Two teenagers are facing multiple charges after license plate reader technology alerted police to a stolen vehicle in Hendersonville. Monday, police officers were alerted by the readers to a stolen vehicle from Nashville traveling in Hendersonville. Officers located the vehicle, and after a short pursuit, it ran off the road and two 15-year-old males got out of the car. They were immediately detained by officers at the scene, who say one of the teens tossed away a 9 millimeter Glock handgun during the pursuit, and another gun was recovered at the scene. Both juveniles were charged with evading and resisting arrest theft of property over $10,000, and unlawful possession of a firearm. Officers say the 15-year-old driver was also charged with driving without a license. Hendersonville police are asking anyone with information on the incident or the teens to call the Hendersonville Police Department. A Millersville police officer is lucky not to have been seriously injured after a traffic stop Monday morning that almost turned deadly. The officer was attempting to stop a car traveling 55 miles an hour in a 40-mile-per-hour zone on the Louisville Highway around 2.30 in the morning. According to Millersville police, officers pulled over Alvin Stokes and began gathering his information when they smelled marijuana coming from the car. Other officers arrived to provide backup. Stokes was asked to step out of his car. ...but refused. He began rolling up his window and told officers he would not get out of the car. He then shouted out a vulgar curse word and tried to drive away. In his haste to escape the scene, his car grazed one of the officers brushing his lower left leg. He was not seriously injured. According to other officers on the scene, however, a split second before impact... ...another policeman grabbed the injured officer by his vest jerking him out of the way and possibly saving his life. The bizarre chase continued around gas pumps at two nearby convenience stores, then back onto the highway where it reached speeds of nearly 100 miles an hour before Stokes ditched his mother's car in a restaurant parking lot and ran into nearby woods. Millersville police officers spent several more hours looking for him without success. He's now wanted for aggravated assault, felony evading, speeding, and reckless endangerment. He's believed to be in the metro Nashville area. Deputies in Simpson County arrested a man suspected of not complying with that state's sex offender registry. 18-year-old Christian Price was arrested last Friday following an investigation begun two days earlier by the Simpson County Sheriff's Department after it received tips that a sex offender was living in the Walnut Forest apartment complex in Franklin. According to the Sheriff's Department, residents reported seeing Price at a local playground in the presence of minors. The state sex offender registry lists an Auburn address for Price and a conviction in Warren County on a charge of first-degree sexual abuse involving a nine-year-old. Price will be arraigned Thursday in Simpson County District Court on a charge of failure to comply with the sex offender registry. For convenience and cost efficiency, a gas-heated home is your natural choice with natural gas provided by Portland Natural Gas. When you have natural gas in your home, you can have savings in your bank account. Natural gas is the most efficient energy source and can save you up to hundreds of dollars a year compared to other fuels. So for the energy cost you can live with, make the natural choice. Natural gas from Portland Natural Gas. For more information, call 325-6776. Portland's News has been brought to you by Portland Natural Gas. While the hosts and guests on this program are encouraged to express their views, they do not necessarily reflect those of the ownership or management of WQKR.
1: the show, we will have my usual news clips in, and we follow our guest. This is going to be Clay Scott, journalist, journalism instructor, and former newspaper owner, who will be talking to us about the media and the media's role in a democratic society. Uh, Before that, let's talk a little bit about the news. Uh, Folks, if you remember from last week's show, uh, we were talking about the The election in Sumner County, and I made a mistake, and I need to start us off with a uh, correction. Um, Last week, I said I received a message from County Commissioner Baker Ring and quoted part of that message on the air. As it turns out, that was an error on my part. The message was not from Commissioner Ring. I had just misinterpreted the wording of the message. So I want to apologize for Mr. Ring for the misunderstanding. I've known Baker for years and know he's a steadfast supporter of our community and has acted with professionalism and honor in his role as an elected official. Baker, if you're listening, I'm sorry. All right, and that is my correction for today. Uh, Also, while we mentioned the airport just a moment ago when we were talking about the weather, I do want to say that we're going to talk more about the municipal airport here in Portland uh, one day on a show coming up. Uh, This is a diamond in the rough and an unknown jewel to in this community. The airport does a lot, and I don't think uh, a lot of people realize the value of local airports, and uh, I don't think a lot of people have seen the new and improved terminal building at the Portland Airport. It is uh, it is an excellent facility. I've been, I've been a pilot for 35 years. I've flown into a lot of airports, and Portland has one of the nicest facilities of a small airport that I have ever seen. Portlanders should be proud of their airport, and uh, we should learn more about it. So we're going to talk about it on my show this in an upcoming episode. Okay, next up, question of the day. Uh, last week, if you remember, our question of the day had to be with, what was your most amazing concert experience? And we had a variety of answers come in. We're going to keep on the musical theme this week, and I want to know this week, what is the one concert, one band, one act, that you never saw, but you really wished you could? What's the one band that you wished you could have seen that never did? Uh, I got this idea when I was driving up here and I was listening to uh, the Rolling Stones. I was listening to uh, Gimme Shelter. And I thought, man, that would have been an awesome show in concert. And I had never got to see the Rolling Stones. So that is my band that I had wished I had seen, the Rolling Stones. Think about it, if you've got an idea, uh, for what, you're, what you missed the most, uh, let us know. Go to our Facebook page at LoyalOppo on Facebook.com and uh, send us a message. Or if you know me, send us a text. Uh, we'll be here. And if you give us a good answer, we'll put you on the show. All right. On to the news. All right, we've got a few stories this week. Uh, one I'm sure most people have heard about already, uh, as probably most of us know, uh, Ex-Speaker of the Tennessee House of Representatives and Republican Glenn Casada and his ex-Chief of Staff Cade Cothran were indicted and arrested by the FBI yesterday, all part of a process that started with an FBI raid on the homes and offices of several Republican officials and office staffers uh, back in January of 21. Uh, Both Casada and are have pleaded guilty and of course are innocent until proven guilty. The allegations and indictment revolves around a uh, alleged phony consultant firm called Phoenix Solutions that was allegedly set up to funnel money to both men uh, through doing election servicing, things like mailers and so on. Uh, Cameron Sexton, the current speaker of the Tennessee House of Representatives, um, praised the FBI for the thorough investigation and commented that corruption at any level in Tennessee is will never be permitted. Mm-hmm. Well, Cameron Sexton, I guess, is one Republican who likes the FBI. A lot of other Republicans these days don't seem to like the FBI, at least the branch in Florida. Okay. Uh, says news story number one, stay tuned for more of that. Uh, the indictments allege there is a third co-conspirator, and that person is only referred to as a state representative. Uh, And we do not know that person's name. Uh, I would assume that would come out sometime in the future. So stand by for more on that story. Um, Expect more details to emerge. Moving on, next story. President Biden last week signed the Inflation Reduction Act into law. Uh, A law, a bill that barely passed both houses of Congress required a tie-breaking vote by the vice president in the Senate. Both of Tennessee's senators, Marcia Blackburn and Bill Haggerty, voted no uh, on the Inflation Reduction Act. Uh, The act includes the most significant actions towards climate change that we have ever done in this country. Uh, And since climate change, in my opinion, is an existential problem that requires... Significant solutions. Um, I'm glad to hear that we have at least taken a first step. There are also health related provisions in the bill. Uh, at one point, there was a provision that would cap insulin copays at $35 maximum out of pocket per month. Um, however, Blackburn and Haggerty both voted no on that amendment. It failed to advance, and so that did not happen. The final law does contain some protections for insulin users, uh, but is not as wide ranging as the amendment that Blackburn and Hagerty voted no on. Approximately 710,000 Tennesseans have diabetes, according to the Associated Press. Uh, I think they should all write uh, Bill Hagerty and Marsha Blackburn a nice note of thanks for voting no to make their insulin more expensive. I talked to a friend of mine who uses insulin, and she said without her insurance, uh, her insulin use would be in the thousands of dollars per month. Uh, so um, I, I think uh, even beginning to help diabetics with their insulin is something that we can do as a country. And I'm glad to see at least there was a start for that in this last bill that was passed. President Biden also made news today for another reason. Uh, he announced a student loan forgiveness program. And this is interesting. Uh, the Student Loan Forgiveness Program is designed to forgive $10,000 of student loan debt for uh, former college students who earn under $125,000 a year individually, or $250,000 as a couple, uh, up to 20000 in student loan forgiveness for students who were recipients of Pell Grants. Uh, so they get an extra $10,000. Interesting fact, uh, Americans owe over $1.75 trillion, that's trillion with a T, dollars in student loan debt, a crushing burden on our economy and on those individuals. This includes people such as doctors and lawyers who paid thousands and thousands of dollars to go to medical school and spend years and years afterwards um, paying those loans off. I have a friend who is a lawyer and she is doing very well. She started her own firm. It now has 15 employees and she is still paying off her student loans. Uh, So while we might have different opinions on the value of student loan forgiveness and we might have different opinions on why this was announced just a couple of months before important midterm elections, um, it will certainly help a lot of, of people. It also should be noted that uh, this, for, this student loan forgiveness is only for people with existing student loan debt. New students will not be eligible. Uh, the Biden order also continues the pause on loan repayments that was started during the pandemic. That pause will go to the end of the year and then officials said it will end. Uh, so the student, the student payment uh, hold will end at the end of 2022. As you might imagine, Republicans hate this uh, and have vowed legal action, claiming that the president does not have the authority to do this. Uh, However, the Secretary of Education cites a law called the HEROES Act that does give the Secretary of Education wide discretion in such matters. So I assume we're going to be seeing some court action there. Uh, Republicans, of course, hate this, um, but uh, they don't seem to hate all loan forgiveness. Uh, Many state legislators in our own state were very happy when the Paycheck Protection Program loans were forgiven earlier this year. And these very same folks were also very happy uh, during the Trump administration when the tax bill that was passed during that administration uh, allowed corporate tax breaks that allowed the cost of corporate jets to be 100% deductible on your taxes, 100% deductible. Now, I've been a pilot for 35 years, and I yearn to someday own a corporate jet. Um, But uh, I expect to have to pay for it out of my own pocket, uh, not the government's. So uh, it seems that some loan forgiveness and tax breaks are good, but other loan forgivenesses and tax breaks are bad. All right, uh, let's uh, take a break, and when we come back, We'll have our guests. This is WQKR. I'm Lenisanti. You're listening to The Loyal Opposition.
2: The Sumner County Anti-Drug Coalition, an organization dedicated to ending drug abuse, is now the Sumner Prevention Coalition. But their goal is the same, helping Sumner County residents with drug abuse problems turn their lives around and get on the road to recovery. Their mission is to unite people with vision, commitment, and resources to provide solutions to eliminate substance abuse and make a difference for youth, families, and individuals in Sumner County. The coalition and its staff of experienced professionals in the field envision a healthy, safe, and thriving community free from substance abuse of all kinds, tobacco use, prescription drug abuse, and underage drinking. Find out how the Sumner Prevention Coalition can help you, and you can help the coalition. Visit them online at sumnercoalition.org. That's sumnercoalition.org.
0: Did you know that practicing gratitude promotes a positive mindset, strengthens your self-esteem, reduces stress and anxiety, and improves sleep? Hi, Michelle Harbin, certified nutrition coach and owner of Harbin Hollow Local Market here. Being in a state of appreciation is a large part of my daily wellness routine. Since opening Harbin Hollow, I give thanks daily for the many opportunities our little market provides. I'm grateful for the farmers and small-batch artisans who share their crops, products, and talents with us. I am grateful for our team and the sense of family we foster. And I am beyond thankful for the Portland community and each of you that continually chooses to shop small and spread the local love. Visit Harbin Hollow Local Market to enjoy local meats, dairy, baked goods, back-and-body products, handmade jewelry, and more. Remember, 67 cents of every dollar you spend at a local small business stays right here in our community. Join me in a moment of gratitude for the opportunity to support so many local folks. And come see us at 809 North Broadway in Portland to shop local today.
1: No one told
2: them. No one warned them about the house on Willow Lane. Ah!
0: What is it? It's the house. It's, it's alive. Here, Looney. Have you seen this energy bill? Ah, This house is robbing us blind.
2: If your house is an energy thief, TVA and your local power company would like to help make your home more efficient and lower your bills. To learn more, visit EnergyRights.com. We're CEMC. The Portland Sun is our local hometown newspaper where we can find out all the news about our friends, neighbors, businesses, schools, churches, and everything going on in our area. Every week, the latest issue of The Sun is full of the news we want and need, and it's only $20 a year. Year for a subscription to get it mailed directly to your home. The Portland Sun, our hometown newspaper. For a subscription, call 615-384-6212 or go to theportlandsun.com online and click on the word subscribe.
1: Welcome back. This is The Loyal Opposition. I'm your host, Len Asante, and you're listening to WQKR Portland. It is 83 degrees and sunny at the Portland Municipal Airport. Stay cool out there, everybody. All right, before we get started with our guest, it um, uh, looks like I misspoke during our last segment uh, when we were talking about the story about Cassada uh, and Catherine uh, indicted and arrested. I stated that they pleaded guilty, and in fact, they did not. They pleaded not guilty. So to correct... Once again, Glenn Casada and Cade Cothran were indicted and arrested by the FBI. They have pleaded not guilty to all counts. Not guilty. Okay. Uh, Welcome back. This is uh, now a time where we have our guest. I'd like to introduce our guest. Uh, Our guest is uh, a friend of mine for 20 years now, 20 years. Uh, Clay Scott, and we're going to talk media, folks. We're going to talk media. As you know, one of the founding the, one of the founding principles of this show is that if people knew the whole story, the rest of the story, right, uh, they might change their mind about what they do and who they vote for, right. And uh, in Sumner County, a lot of what you get is uh, is information propagated by the supermajority, because well, they're the supermajority. So this is this shows an attempt to be a voice from the other side of the aisle, um, to hopefully give you the rest of the story. So, uh, the media, I argue, has a role to play in all this, and that's why I invited Clay to join us today. Clay, welcome to the show.
3: Thank you very much. It's good to be here.
1: Thank you. Okay, um, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself. Who is is Clay Scott? What's your experience with journalism? What's your experience with newspapers, news, public relations? What have you done with
3: your life? Well, uh I... went to Western Kentucky University after Gallatin High School graduation.
1: Gallatin High, class of?
3: 77. Class of
1: 77. If there's anyone listening from the Gallatin High class of 77, be sure to hit us right. up at Loyal Oppo on Facebook and say hi to Clay.
3: And then I went to graduate school at the University of Mississippi and got my master's degree in journalism. Um, I moved back to Kentucky and bought a small town weekly, small county well, weekly newspaper and ran it for 11 years while I was also teaching at Western. Uh, Then I had the opportunity to go, you know, to teach full-time, and I did. And I don't regret it a bit. I love the newspaper business and the media as a whole, uh, but it's, you know, it's nice to to be able to encourage young people to go into this business. We need them.
1: We need more good journalists. Absolutely.
3: (laughs) Okay.
1: All right. Uh, and you've also worked in the PR industry as well I
3: did I did at the University of the South known as Swanee Uh, I was down there a few years and really enjoyed it it's an incredible place if you needed a quick road trip I'd suggest you know go down 24 and hit uh, go up Bon Mountain and check out the uh, University of the South Swanee so it's beautiful
1: okay Uh, and what's your claim to fame down there hanging on your wall in your office
3: my claim to fame i 'm not sure what you're talking about
1: who did you meet while you were ahead of PR? Oh, i was
3: real I was real fortunate. I met several nice people I met uh at the time he happened to be Vice President George Bush. I mm-hmm. uh, also met uh Archbishop Desmond Tutu of South Africa, who was instrumental in uh eliminating apartheid. Um, I think we also had the Chinese ambassador of education came and spoke at one of our convocations we had a we have a spring convocation every year and brought in big people and it gotcha. was it was amazing it really was a okay, great so, opportunity
1: all right so there folks there's a bi- i bet we can bipartisanly agree that uh, <laughs> apartheid is bad right, right. all right. right uh speaking of bipartisanship do you mind if i ask you your political affiliation
3: okay i am a registered republican right however 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 i will vote for the most qualified individual no matter what
1: the party have you ever in your life voted for a Democrat? Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. okay. Uh, and folks, uh don't worry, he's from Kentucky, so you know, he he's not voting down here in Sumner County. Yeah, so the, the
3: home of Mitch McConnell. What a <laughs> what a something to brag about, right?
1: Yeah, actually Kentucky's got two fairly infamous <laughs> U.S. Senators. We got Mitch and we got Rand. Rand, Rand, Paul, Rand Paul, yeah. And and Rand's a bowling green guy, isn't he? Uh, yes. He's a doctor out of bowling green. Actually, and one of the things I think is your claim to fame is um, you were you used to work um, for the minor league baseball team in Bowling Green as an usher at the ballpark. Right. I, that was I don't know what got into me, but it was it was nice. That was um, the uh, the hot rods, right? Hot
3: rods. I got to see every game, uh, sometimes not as much as I'd like to have seen, but I, I enjoyed it. Uh, one summer for minimum wage was all I needed. <laughs> hot so. rods,
1: they're double A.
3: Um, actually they're right now they're special a because they 've changed the whole yeah they've changed the system, system the minor and, leagues are all different and yes. they're from, I uh, hate that by the way <laughs> their parent, parent organization is Tampa Bay
1: right. uh, would you would you suggest that uh, heading to a hot rods game might be an economical way for a family to spend some time? Yes, but you better hurry because I think uh, they finish up
3: the next to the last uh, round of games this weekend and then skip a week and then one more week and they're finished for the season
1: finishing the seasons coming to an end really. Yeah. so yeah folks so you know bowling green obviously not too far up the highway so if you're looking for something new and to different to do check out the hot rods in bowling green okay um well clay i know from working with you for 20 years you're a big first amendment guy <laughs> uh, in fact let me read the first amendment of the united states constitution to our audience Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof, or abridging the freedom of speech or of the press or of the right of the people peaceably to assemble and to petition the government for a redress of grievances. And I'm assuming you're a First Amendment guy because there's that freedom of the press right in there, huh?
3: Well, I think I'm a loyal First Amendment guy, not only for freedom of the press, but it has five guarantees that Americans have that as far as I know, there's not another country in the world that has the guarantees that we uh, have. Uh, freedom of speech, freedom of religion, of course, freedom of press. Uh, we can get together peaceably and protest or, or whatever we need to do. And then, of course, there's also an opportunity for us to uh, call back elected officials uh, with petition and, and
1: things like that. Exactly. So the five key individual freedoms that make up the First Amendment, kind of why it was the first amendment Uh, no but it wasn't right you were schooling me on this the other day
3: sorry to disappoint you please elaborate Uh, a lot of people think that it's the most important amendment because it's the first however um, james madison introduced 12 amendments and uh, the the amendment that we can now call the first was actually the third because the first two did not pass
1: what were the first two
3: (laughs) the first one was a formula that Madison had created to determine how many representatives uh, of the people were going to be in Congress, and I read a piece the other day that if that had passed, we'd have about eight thousand people in Congress right now. Uh, well, the second we, one we can't was, get anything done with four hundred and thirty-five, <laughs> right. so yeah,
1: eight thousand probably be pretty rough. <laughs> the,
3: the, the second was about uh, the Congress allowing themselves raises. Um, that didn't pass at that time. However, in nineteen ninety-two. Uh, the 27th Amendment did pass and allowed congressmen to give
1: themselves raises. Okay, so um, we're talking media today, so let's focus on that uh, free press part. Um, okay. Why is that part of the f- First Amendment, the free press, why is that important in a, in a government system like what we have? Well,
3: ideally, uh, it would allow different voices to be heard and let the people decide uh, on their own what was best. Um, I think there's, I think it's Channel Five in Nashville that says uh, at the end of their their broadcast, uh, "Give the people light and they will find their way," and that's that's pretty much the way it, it worked out. The uh, the more newspapers or media in a community that allows different uh, opportunities to hear different sides, uh, if some of y'all remember the Tennesseean and the Nashville Banner. I remember Uh, the banner. Yeah, you had two different sides there. Mm -hmm. One was a morning paper, one was afternoon, one was definitely Democrat, and one was definitely Republican. Um, Now that we've lost the banner, uh, you have one side. And unfortunately, um, we don't get a good overall picture of the situations that are going on.
1: Uh, So an informed public is important for our government because the more well-informed you are, the better choices you can make when you vote absolutely
3: and i think that's something that i try to preach to my students is that you know you've got to to make your own decisions you've got to do your own homework just don't be spoon-fed uh by the media or anybody else for that matter uh what what's going on because a lot of it is not true
1: a lot of it is not true and we're gonna we're gonna talk about that in in just a second here uh, but uh uh, an informed public obviously makes makes better decisions. So the the responsibility, I guess, you're saying, is, is both ways, right? The media has a responsibility to give us the information we need, but we as consumers have a responsibility to make sure that uh, we're getting as that we're getting good information.
3: Right. Yeah. I think I think it's a two way so. situation because you've got to have um, the media, in, you know, introducing different parts that you may not be, may be not familiar with. But then in the long run, you need to do your own homework.
1: Okay. All right. Uh, We're going to take a break. When we get back, we're going to find out why Clay Scott says there is no such thing as fake news. Uh, You're listening to The Loyal Opposition on WQKR. Why choose The Farmer's Bank? We've been serving our community since 1912, and we still manage our business locally. This means that when you need banking services or a loan, we don't let a computer or someone thousands of miles away make our decisions. We make decisions locally. We visit with you in person. We shake your hand. We get to know you and your family. The Farmer's Bank is a community bank built on trust and quality customer care and service. Visit us at any of our 11 area locations or online at thefarmersbank.net to see the Farmer's Bank difference. Equal housing lender. Member FDIC.
0: And away they go. Live horse racing action at the FanDuel Meet at Kentucky
2: Downs begins Thursday, September 1st. Watch and wager as thoroughbreds take to the turf
0: course in nearby Franklin, Kentucky. Your chance to participate in the pageantry and pick a winner. There are only seven racing days. Free general admission or book
2: your spot in the pavilion today. See the mintgaming.com for all the details. Kentucky Downs, Franklin, Kentucky, just off I-65. It's time again for Panther football and graphic obsessions has all your Panther gear for the season right off the rack or get custom printed shirts and hoodies with your favorite players name and number custom printed and delivered fast shop where the Panthers shop graphic obsessions 105 South Broadway open Monday through Friday from nine to five or visit our Facebook page shop small shop local shop Portland Panthers at graphic obsessions If you're looking for a job or a better job, we have good news for you. Habilitation and Training Services, better known as HATS, is looking for direct support professionals, DSP, to work alongside adults with intellectual disabilities by assisting them with community integration, community employment, and activities of daily living in a residential setting. It's a specialized field, but prior experience isn't required. It's a job that's rewarding and meaningful and offers great benefits, including paid time off, health, dental, and life insurance, a retirement program, and longevity pay. And in addition to all that, every night when your day is over, you know you've helped people to have a better life. What a great feeling. What a great job. HATS offers full time, part time, and PRN positions for various shifts in Portland, Gallatin, and Springfield. For more information, call 615 575 1030. That's 615 575 1030. Or go online to HATSTN.org. HATSTN.org. This is a rare opportunity to have a job you love and help other people who need your help make the call today 615-575-1030 you'll be glad you did worry about the weather want to know when a bad storm is on the way even a tornado If you're a resident of Portland, you can sign up for the Code Red weather alert program, a free service of the City of Portland. Once you sign up, you'll get emergency messages by telephone or email whenever there's an emergency, including evacuation notices, weather, bioterrorism alerts. To sign up, just go to the City of Portland website, www.cityofportlandtn.gov, or call City Hall at 325-6776.
1: Welcome back, this is The Loyal Opposition I'm your host, Len Santi, and you're listening to WQKR Portland It is 83 degrees It's sunny at the Portland Municipal Airport Stay cool and stay hydrated Alright, more with our guest Clay Scott uh, A couple of uh, concert answers came in over the break, so I want to quickly mention that uh, We've got Clay from Kentucky, said the Beatles <laughs> Len from Gallatin said, um, what did I say? Rolling Stones And uh, Midge from Portland uh came in with uh Stevie Ray Vaughn. Stevie Ray Vaughn. Okay. Right. So anyway, if you have your uh most favorite uh missed confer- missed, missed <laughs> concert, sorry folks, uh, you have one more chance to get it in, send it on, send a message in on to me or to message that loyal oppo on Facebook and uh, let us know what you think. Okay. Okay, I, I left by saying that Clay said there's no such thing as fake news. What I didn't say is the second half of that sentence is there's no such thing as fake news, there's only news. Right, so, uh, but I think, Clay, you know what I mean. What are the causes of the rise of fake news, or even in some cases just outright lying by the media? Why is this happening?
3: Okay, uh, for the longest time, news was not a moneymaker. It was simply a service to its viewers. And then all of a sudden, they realized they could make some money with the news. Uh, And it turned from news to entertainment, and more people watched it, which means more people advertise on it, which means more money for whichever network it is. Uh, I think we're still safe with ABC, NBC, CBS, and public broadcasting. Um, I'm not sure I would, would bet on the rest of them myself.
1: So there's an e- there's economics at play. There's money at play.
3: Oh, absolutely! And in uh, fact, media was created for money. Um, it wasn't for our entertainment. It wasn't for our news and information. Uh, every medium that has been created is all about money.
1: I like to say that magazines, for example, were created as a way to get um, ads to readers. <laughs> right. <laughs> the content is just secondary. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, anything else other than economic factors in play? No, here? but you
3: were you were saying that about magazines. Uh, when I owned the newspaper, unfortunately, our average was about seventy percent advertisements thirty percent news uh, you got to pay the bills got to pay so you 've got to make the money and and I think that 's what news has determined and decided that they would they will do better being an entertainment source, and more advertisers will join them because more people
1: watch them Do you think some news outlets, websites, cable channels, newspapers, whatever have a political agenda
3: Oh absolutely. Um, And I also think that they'll pick the opposite uh, agenda than another major network might have uh, just to shoot barbs back and forth and and to give different viewpoints. Because it makes money. Absolutely, it makes money. It's exciting. It's interesting
1: to viewers. That's that's right. Walter Cronkite reading the news with a cigarette sticking out of his mouth probably wouldn't go over too big these days, right?
3: No, Walter Walter and Tom Brokaw and Peter Jennings and and guys like that probably – um, ethically and morally, wouldn't stand for what's going on in the news business today. I hope not, anyway.
1: Turning over in their graves. Probably. Probably, probably right? Yeah. Okay.
3: Paul Harvey, too.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, there's a difference, of course, between um, editorial content and news content. Like, in the, for example, a newspaper has an editorial page while the rest of the newspaper is devoted to the news. Uh, is it always the case that the media outlet shares the same bias in their news section as they do in their editorial section? No. Um, what people don't understand is the editorial is written
3: and composed and determine the topic or the way they're going to lean based on a group of people that meet uh, in a room and discuss things that they can write about as far as opinion pieces mm-hmm. and for an ed- editorial. Uh, news and editorial writers are pretty much separate uh, because editorials are understood by most people uh, that it is an opinion of the newspaper and not news. Okay.
1: Okay. And that group of people making those decisions aren't necessarily the same people who are writing the news stories down the hall in the uh, newsroom.
3: Very rarely, so. if ever, yeah. Okay.
1: Okay. All right. I, an example of that, I think, and let me know if you agree, I think is the Wall Street Journal. Um, Wall Street Journal is an excellent source for news, especially business-oriented news, uh, but their uh, editorial page clearly has a a conservative slant to it, um, you know, a very pro-business, obviously conservative slant to it. Um, but yet their new, if you read their news stories, um, they, you know, they report, they do a good job of reporting the news.
3: Yeah, that's a good example, and and uh, people need to make sure they distinguish between fact and opinion. Uh, a lot of times right. you'll you'll just read along and think it's. An opinion is a fact, but you need to make sure you uh, know
1: the difference. Exactly. Exactly. All right. Uh, but, of course, these days a lot of people aren't just getting news from newspapers and traditional media outlets. In fact, newspaper circulation is is, is way down. Um, I saw the Tennessean, for example. Their circulation is 30-something thousand during the week. Gosh. And that's, like, probably, what, one-tenth of what it was during the heyday, maybe? Maybe. yeah. Mm-hmm. So... That's uh, that's huge difference in, in not too long a time. And, and part of the reason is a lot of people are getting their news from other sources, right, especially the Internet and especially regarding the Internet, social media. In fact, uh, one one study I've seen says that the majority of Americans uh, get at least some of their news, not necessarily all, but some of their news from Facebook, <laughs> which is scary, which is scary. And and interestingly enough, in the same piece of research that I talk about to my students, and I'm sure you do to yours as well, is that when those people were asked, you know, is social media a good place to get news? Most of them said no. Right. <laughs> so they're getting their news from a place they know is a bad place to get news from. Right. But they're still get that's still where they're going. Do it anyway, yeah. All right, Why why is getting your news from social media a scary thing?
3: I and I don't mean to be offensive to anyone, but overall, we're lazy. Uh, I think it's easy to just read something on Facebook and take it at face value and run with it. And I'll give you a perfect example on myself. Uh, I read on Facebook that a business had closed uh, permanently. And I immediately picked up the phone and called my brother because it's a business that we both enjoy and like. And uh, told him that it, it closed permanently. And then two days later, he sends me a picture of the parking lot full of people and cars, proving that I was wrong. And it was simply because I had, um, I guess, added to a lie, misinformation, uh, that somebody had posted. And that's one thing people need to understand is that Facebook and Twitter are open resources. And anybody can post, and anybody can be anybody that they want to be. Uh, it's it's just almost easy for bad people to use for their own good and benefit right
1: I mean that that might have been that uh, example you just gave that might have been an honest mistake on somebody's part that you just happened to pass along you were trusting someone who ended up being wrong or it could have actually been someone doing something malicious they had an axe to grind against that business perhaps and they wanted to hurt their business or their competition or the or they were the competition who wanted to exactly yeah Yeah. Uh, so Uh, so we uh, so we, we need to be careful Yes, I, you I need do. To <laughs> and and be careful. And if you, who, you know, I mean, we've got to say, if there's any media experts in the room <laughs> here, you're a media expert. Right? And if you can do it, that means any of us can do it, right?
3: Yeah, and, and if I had been smart, which I should have been, I would have contacted somebody and say, hey, I just read this on Facebook. Is it true? Uh, and then they probably would have denied that it wasn't true, and then I would have gotten the correct information. Don't you,
1: don't you tell your students to get at least two sources to, to back up every story?
3: Yeah, and also tell them that if their mother tells them they love them, ask her to prove it. <laughs> uh, uh, because because you know things now um, they don't they're not what they seem, unfortunately. And uh, you've got to be real careful. And, and I'm guilty right there, you know, with everybody else. But I would I'd caution anybody with social media, um, you know, especially TikTok. And, and things like that, you got to be careful what's what people are putting out there because it it just
1: may not be true. You said earlier anyone can be on face anyone can be on social media and be anyone they want. Sure, yeah. Yeah. Donald Trump can't. <laughs>
3: well, I mean, okay, we'll talk. I'll agree with that one. Uh, <laughs> most people can be. Um, I tell my students because we uh, we really are are tough with uh, Wikipedia where I teach. And I tell my students that anybody can post on Wikipedia. It's an open resource. Yeah, sure. Um, Anyone can edit a Wikipedia page. Right, right. And I tell them, you know, I, I could go on and say I'm an expert about Mark Twain. And I know very little about Mark Twain, but I could just write whatever I wanted to write. And then it would be, you know, ex- extended for everybody that reads it and think that I'm
1: a real expert on Mark Twain. And uh, Wikipedia tries to employ <laughs> what they call editors right. to keep an eye on stuff like that, but... How many millions of Wikipedia entries are there right. that are constantly being? It's going to be impossible to keep yeah. track of, right? And same
3: way with Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and, and yeah, so let's, forth. So let's on. talk
1: about Twitter for a second. Um, yeah. I, I, you know, I, I opened up the can of worms. I'm sorry. You know, I said Donald Trump can't be on Twitter. Um, Donald Trump was banned by Twitter itself, right? right? It, it wasn't a, the government or the police or right. the FBI. It was Twitter making that decision. Um, and this is this is the question I have, and I don't I don't know if you have an opinion on this or not. But uh, Twitter kicked Donald Trump off because he violated their terms of service. Right. right? Uh, is he the only person that's ever been violating the terms of service of Twitter? Undoubtedly, no. no. Right? right. I'm sure many people violate terms of service. However, Twitter does reserve the right, and when you sign up to have a Twitter account, right, you click that little box, right, that says I agree to abide by the terms of service of of this. Uh, of this agreement and it's a contract between you and Twitter and Twitter says in that contract if you break the rules we can kick you out. Do they do that for everyone? No. But they, they did it for Donald Trump um, well because they, they argued that he broke the rules a lot in 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 a very bad way. Um, so terms of service versus the First Amendment I mean a company can do what it wants, right? A, comp- a contract you can you're not forced to have a Twitter account, so you can. You have to sign their contract, right. but people say, "Oh, that violates Donald Trump's First Amendment rights to free speech." No,
3: it's a private business, uh, just like this radio station. Um, I'm not. Uh, there's some things on the radio I can't say uh, because it's against the law. Right. The FCC, <laughs> and, the FCC and, would come on by, right? Yeah. And mm-hmm. if I said some of those, uh, the person working the the you know board may cut me off halfway through a sentence or a paragraph or whatever. And, and that's because it's privately owned. I think the uh, the state-owned, well, there's not many state-owned media, but um, it, it's just something. And I'll tell you something else. I dare say very few people read the agreements. Of course. On Facebook. Have you ever seen Twitter. how long those are? Right. <laughs> and they may be intentionally long to, yeah. to encourage people not to read them. But if you don't know what's in them, you've got to be very careful because... There may be some hidden agendas and hidden things in there that mm. uh, that can get you. I've had friends that have been uh, knocked off Facebook, you know, and, and they call it Facebook jail. Yeah, go to Facebook jail. Yeah. I know
1: some friend. I've had some friends who've gone yeah. to Facebook jail. So. okay, um, we're going to take a break, and when we come back, we're going to finish up with uh, Clay Scott. Uh, th- this is WQKR Radio. I'm Lynn Asante. You're listening to the Loyal Opposition.
2: What does Kasasa mean to you? If you have a checking account, CASASA means free banking. That's right. CASASA Cash and CASASA Saver are free, reward-based accounts offered only at Volunteer State Bank. No minimum balance to earn the rewards, no monthly service fee, free online banking, and nationwide ATM fee refunds. It's a free checking account that rewards Volunteer State Bank customers with high interest for every month you qualify. Available only at Volunteer State Bank. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender.
4: Want to add a new look to your kitchen with an appliance package? Stop at D.T. McCall & Sons located at 1220 Scottsville Road in Lafayette, Tennessee. The Samsung package includes a refrigerator at $2299.99, stainless range $899.99, stainless dishwasher $799.99, and a 19 cubic foot microwave at $299.99, all for only $3,614.99 after mail and rebate need a freezer to store all your summer produce, purchase a 20-foot Frigidaire, frost-free, garage-ready for only $9.99.99. New shipment GE washers $5.99.99, dryers 5 dollars stationary fusion sofas $7.99.99, serving Miller, Tennessee for over 100 years. Free delivery and recycling within 125 miles of Carthage, Tennessee. Stop by today. D.T. McCallin Sons at 1220 Scottsville Road in Lafayette, Tennessee. Hey!
1: Hey, join me, Kenny Mann, right here on the
2: queue for Wednesday night's Triple Play Sports. It's every Wednesday, and Elijah Jacobs, Phil Tucker, that's Triple Play. And it's right here on the queue. And we're talking sports. You don't want to miss it. See you there. Planet Fitness Triple Play Sports, every Wednesday night from 6 until 9 on WQKR, broadcast live and on location from Planet Fitness in downtown Portland.
0: WQKR.
2: In the Portland, Gallatin, Hendersonville, and Springfield area, you'll find the perfect vehicle for your lifestyle at Reiselman Buick GMC, 2516 Memorial Boulevard in Springfield.
0: Hello, WQKR listeners. This is Courtney Reiselman from Reiselman Buick GMC, and thanks to you, we're the fastest-growing dealership in the Nashville area. Here's the thing. Our goal is every customer, every time. Our name is Buick GMC, yet we buy pre-owned vehicles all over the country. Mercedes, Toyota, Honda, just let us know, and we'll find it. Did you know our collision and body shop is top rated? Bring it to us, and we'll fix it right the first time. Todd, I and the team thank you for your support and appreciate your business. We look forward to seeing you. In the
2: Portland, Gallatin, Hendersonville, and Springfield area, you'll find the perfect vehicle for your lifestyle at Reiselman Buick GMC. Open Monday through Friday from 8 a.m. until 7.30 p.m. and 8 till 6 on Saturday at 2516 Memorial Boulevard in Springfield. Sumner Regional Medical Center believes that every person has the right to dignity, respect, and compassion as we journey through the cycle of life. That's why they have created High Point Hospice, to assure that our loved ones will receive the necessary support to allow us to do so. At High Point Hospice, our team of doctors, nurses, hospice aides, social workers, chaplains, and volunteers will walk by your side, offering support, providing symptom management, and answering questions to bring comfort and peace to you and your loved ones. For more information about High Point Hospice, call 328-6690 or visit them online at highpointhospice.com. That's 328-6690, or visit them online at highpointhospice.com.
1: Good afternoon, Portland. Welcome back. This is The loyal Opposition. I'm your host, Lennisante. You're listening to WQKR. It is 83 degrees and sunny at the Portland Municipal Airport. Uh, We've got a few minutes left, and we've got a bunch of stuff I want to touch on. Number one, Pete from Gallatin. His favorite concert that he wished he could have seen was Led Zeppelin. Thanks, Pete. Uh, And we've got uh, two questions. We've got a question from Mary in Gallatin, and we've got a question from Mike in Hendersonville. Mike from Hendersonville asks, Are we losing our ability to get the factual news with the demise of newspapers?
3: I think we're going to have to be careful. Uh, The print newspaper is... On the downward slope, however, it's just changed forms. It's it's online, um, and and most newspapers now have an online format. So as you know, as the format goes, yeah, print's pretty much on the way out. Which I hate to say because I love ink in my veins. Uh, but it's it's one of those things. But I think there's still hope. I really do. Uh, don't give up. Just just be careful who you pay attention to and and who you uh, read and believe. Okay.
1: Mary Yancey from Gallatin asks well she has a very long question uh, but basically it boils down to what do you think about the the big newspaper chains basically gobbling up the small town local papers has that been good for the industry or bad super bad yeah I I really hate to see it
3: Uh, in fact when I sold my newspaper and started teaching full-time end up being sold to a, a company that owns about six or eight papers and not happy with the quality or anything in fact i don't even read it anymore you um, don 't read your own paper
1: your your my old old own paper, paper yeah. your old paper anymore.
3: yeah, and my uh two children and uh, my mother in law still live in the community where I used to own the paper and and uh it's just i don't know it's what it amounts to i 'll be honest it's big corporate glomerates uh they 're after money only uh small hometown newspapers are are more of community supporters. And want you to get the local news while you know i didn't make a lot of money when I owned the newspaper, but I supplied a lot of news and information to my community um, Gannett only is is looking at the money, and I mentioned earlier during the break I looked at the uh, Gannett stock and it's trading for two dollars and twenty one cents today, so that gives you some indication of how big corporate giant um, Media newspaper is doing. And, yeah is doing all
1: right so let's let's finish up with a uh... You know the the ultimate question I guess what can we do what can we do is as media consumers you know we've got this barrage of fake news bad news coming from social media traditional news outlets going under water being replaced by who knows what how do we how do we get what we need we need to treat it just like a product that we would get ready to purchase
3: uh, let's say a new car uh, you're gonna do some homework on your new car you're gonna find out what brands are good what models are good uh, what gas mileage they they have, and so forth, like that. Uh, we have to treat media as the same way. We have to do our homework and and look at what they're known for, um, which way do they lean, if they lean at all, and and do our homework and understand where this media is coming from, and and make your own decisions. Uh, there are always alternatives. Uh, don't don't think there's not. You know, there's always an alternative for each medium that's out there and I'd encourage you to investigate it if you're not happy with the medium that you're familiar with. Uh, It's okay to change the channel, or um, uh, go to a different website, or whatever you need to do, but
1: it's important. Try something different, That's right. right. Okay, all right. Thank you very much for coming by, Clay. This was um, some excellent, excellent information. Well, folks, we are nearing the end of another hour of The Loyal Opposition. Uh, We've been doing this show for about a month now. This is the fifth show. And I've got to say that I've been uh, very appreciative of the positive comments I've got, and I've also kind of appreciative of the negative comments I've got, because I know that means people are listening. Uh, and, and I appreciate that, and WQKR appreciates that. Okay, uh, stay tuned, up next is Triple Play Sports, and on my show next week, we're gonna have Alyssa Hansen, who is the Communications Director for the Tennessee AFL-CIO, and we're gonna talk about Proposition One. Signing off for today, this is is Len Asante signing off with The Loyal Opposition. Thank you, and we'll see you next week.
2: In Portland, your auto parts headquarters is Napa, locally owned and operated and conveniently located at 419 North Broadway. Napa specials this month include Napa full synthetic and full synthetic high-mile motor oil, five gallons for $22.49 or $4.99 a quart. Craftsman 51-piece gunmetal chrome mechanics tool set saved $30, now just $59.99, plus many other great August specials. Friendly hometown service, people who know and want to help. That's Napa Know How, 419 North Broadway in Portland.
4: My life was dedicated to my son Eric.